0: You are listening to Everyday Global Anglicans, a podcast produced by GAFCON, Global Anglican Future Conference. This podcast and other resources are made possible by people like you. Please help us to continue making these resources available by visiting us at GAFCON.org. GAFCON's mission is to guard the unchanging, transforming gospel of Jesus Christ and to proclaim him to the world. Hello, my name is Ernie Dido, and I'm the communications director for GAFCON and the regular host for Everyday Global Anglicans. Today, we're chatting with Bishop Andy Lines of the Anglican Network in Europe, Reverend Philip de Greywater, rector of Anchor Anglican Church, Foy Cornwall, and Senior Minister Lee McNunn of Trinity Scarborough. In December, while we were all scrambling in the Advent and Christmas season, as we worked around the issues brought on by the pandemic, something significant was happening in the United Kingdom. A new Anglican jurisdiction was being launched. In this discussion, we talk about the significance of this new jurisdiction, its mission, a bit of the backstory, how GAFCON's Lawyers Task Force aided in the formation, and how it all fits going forward in the Global Anglican Communion. So Bishop Andy, can you help us understand what big event happened or is happening with this new Anglican jurisdiction that is being launched?
1: Yeah, well it is both uh, has happened and is happening. So, um, and will happen. So we've got all the tenses in there. Uh, So the um, uh, primates of GAFCON have a quarterly meeting which currently they're doing uh, remotely. And uh, the quarterly meeting, uh, the last one, happened in the first half of December. And at that, um, the primates had the opportunity to receive and uh, uh, to ask questions of uh, a series of constitutions and canons that were presented to them for three different bodies, the ov- overall body is called the Anglican Network in Europe. And that is a fellowship, really, of two convocations or dioceses in formation, one of which is called the Anglican Mission in England, and the other is the Anglican Convocation in Europe, Amy or ACE, which are now both part of the Anglican Network in Europe.
0: Okay, thank you, Bishop Andy. Uh, So that really helps me understand some of the acronyms floating around out there and what a huge undertaking and step this has been. Um, Phil, what is your take on this new jurisdiction? So uh, there have been a number of churches who have uh, uh, been
2: provided a home uh, within uh, the Anglican Church in North America through the Anglican Network in Canada. Um, so there are just as many acronyms, your side of the pond, honey <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, For which we're immensely grateful to the Gafcon primates for, um, uh, uh, firstly, for consecrating uh, Bishop Andy and then providing him a home within uh, Annick uh, and uh, then uh, allowing us to find a home under him and under Bishop Charlie Masters. Um, so that includes... Uh, uh some scottish congregations who uh left the scottish episcopal church because they sanctioned same-sex blessings and for us at the anchor anglican church foy we left the church of england because they repurposed the baptism liturgies and uh if uh, a mark of a faithful church according to the articles is faithfully preaching god's word and duly administering god's sacraments uh that that rather tr- uh, Uh, traipsed all over that so we felt we could no longer be part of it and we were thrilled to be able to have a a home so much like uh, uh, the ACNA found a home some under Rwanda some under Nigeria some under the southern cone going back along um, uh, we found a home in uh, in Canada and uh, just as you uh, uh, the Americans set up um, uh, their own uh, province. And that was recognized and authenticated and authorized by the GAFCON primates. So now they've encouraged us to do the same um, and to to grow up and to become our, hopefully, in due course, a province and um, for Ace and for Amy in due course diocese within
0: that province. Wow, Phil, it's been quite a journey for you all. And indeed, it continues. Lee, uh, wh- what are you thinking about this?
3: Well, I guess my story—I um, got involved with Anglican Mission in England in twenty seventeen, but Amy itself um, goes goes um, a few years before that. So, recognised by the Gafcon primates uh, back in twenty thirteen as a Anglican mission society, and I think that's that's what it. There is one word there or two words, certainly Anglican, but mission that that we're never going to lose. So, yeah, we 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 were. Uh, a home, but we were we were a group of churches committed to the biblical gospel uh, to hold out that biblical gospel to see people one for Jesus, uh, so mission was the driving force, and Amy has operated like that and um, to be um, a fellowship of faithful Anglican churches committed to that gospel mission since uh, two thousand and thirteen but they they, they, they were that's great when you begin isn't it so you go mission drives you forward but then it's inevitable you you ask all the other questions of how do you connect together well and mm-hmm. um, how do you connect together as a fellowship what are the what are the what are the kind of the ways of belonging that are healthy what does it mean to belong uh, what about leadership if we're going to be a proper anglican mission and um, committed to holding out the biblical gospel what does it mean to have good episcopal leadership how does a bishop lead how does he How does he get involved in the life of the local church in in a proper, demonstrable way? So we were committed to mission as a group of Anglican churches. But what's happened now, it's not that Amy has been created. It's wonderfully under God's kindness we've grown up. So recognized by the Gafcon primates um, as a convocation or, in other terms, a diocese information, uh, we want to be a properly constituted anglican group of churches committed to gospel mission and that's what's just happened so in god's kindness over many months we've we've managed to write constitution and canons with the help of some of our gafcon friends and we can uh, we can chat about that uh, soon but we've now got some documents that that make it clear what it means to belong and what it means for a bishop to to be an episcopal leader uh, in the in the convocation so we're excited about that uh, we haven't replaced mission with structure. Uh, what's happened is we've got a proper structure that enables us to have mission, and that's what we look forward to. And the great thing, and I and I'm I'm delighted that this that um, the GAFCON primates haven't just recognised Amy as a as a diocesan formation, our sister convocation, our brothers and sisters in A's. Uh, together, the two convocations are going to be uh, united in the Anglican network in Europe. And let the reader understand: this is this is about a, a new day. This is a new day. This is about a we pray a, a, a new province to be formed, um, where we are not inter, uh, just independent, doing our own thing, but Christians committed to the Jerusalem Statement and Declaration are united together, so that we can take the gospel to Europe. So that is a significant day in God's kindness.
2: Praise God! And that's why Gafcon has been so important and, and wouldn't, this all wouldn't have happened without the global Anglican family of faithful, historic, orthodox, biblical Anglicans and without the, the leadership of uh, the primates. Uh, it is the Jerusalem Declaration uh, under which we unite uh, as, a, as a brilliant uh, contemporary statement of authentic uh, orthodox Anglicanism and uh, that's what holds us together. And there's huge uh, latitude and freedom within that, which we want to respect and embrace. But uh, we, uh, that's, there is a clear there are clear boundaries, which is the thing that is sadly lacking in the Canterbury-aligned structures of the Anglican communion at the moment.
3: Well, I'll keep on banging the mission drum, okay? So if, if we're going to hold out the gospel Um, we've got to hold on to the proper biblical gospel. Um, Lots of people are holding out. You can hold out all sorts of things, but the only medicine that is going to do anybody any good is the biblical medicine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we've got to hold on to that. I still remember the privilege of being at at Jerusalem in 2018 when Archbishop Nicholas O'Ko stood up and 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 preached about the gospel and what the gospel was and then started to say and this isn't the gospel this isn't the gospel this isn't the gospel and i almost wanted to shout uh, stand up and against my whole uk personality almost stand up and say praise the lord hallelujah this is wonderful because what it did is it, it showed us that we were united not just by using a word gospel but we were united on the same content the meaning of the word And then there was variety in the room, which was wonderfully culturally diverse. But because we were holding on to the same gospel, we could then hold it out in mission. And so whether our brothers and sisters remain within the historic structures or not, we all need to hold on to that historic gospel so we can hold it out. And one of my joys, all the time I've been part of Amy, and my experience of being part of the Anglican Network in Europe, is I look around the room, or I look around the Zoom call and I know that these are my brothers and sisters and I feel safe and secure and I can learn, I can grow and I can contribute. And I know that together we're on mission. And that's, that's wonderful.
2: And just to continue that cultural diversity thing, I, I, it's been a great joy. uh, I, again, both in Jerusalem, but also for me uh, by the ACNA to uh, find folk who have a hugely different cultural expression of their uh, their faith um, in right across the churchmanships Um, but there is a a uh, a clear um, commitment to the authority of scripture uh, underneath the Jerusalem declaration that means, as Lee said, yeah, we're brothers and sisters. We're standing shoulder to shoulder. We're uh, contending together for the faith once for all delivered to the saints. And, um, you know, learning some of that cultural diversity is probably a good thing for us um, uh, repressed
0: Brits. So, GAFCON is comprised of many networks, and one of which is the Lawyers Task Force. Uh, Tell us about what the role of the GAFCON Lawyers Task Force in the formation of the launch of the new Anglican jurisdiction.
1: Well, it's been absolutely key in both convocations and at the network level. So um, the lawyers um, uh, task force, as I think that that network is called, um, has a number of lawyers from all over the world. Um, uh, The Anglican Mission in England, which... uh, Uh, was um, looking slightly earlier, um, went to Robert Tong, who is um, in Australia uh, with a long ecclesiastical legal background, uh, very considerable knowledge of um, the Anglican Communion, member of the Anglican Consultative Council in the past, uh, and had attended many of the sort of uh, highlight events uh, but he also al- although he is from a reformed diocese of Sydney and yet he's also the, the chancellor of, uh, uh, of a, uh, a much more high church diocese in another part of Australia so wide experience and a, a lot of experience uh, in this country but um, uh, uh, ACE have had the support of Phil Ashey uh, with a, a very different background, uh, alongside their own lawyers that uh, are part of um, uh, of Philip's congregation in uh, in Cornwall, uh, and so they've been working together. And uh, at all stages, we've been trying to ensure that the the these different approaches would dovetail together in the Anglican network in Europe. Uh, so that there there weren't going to be contradictions but it's been checked over by lots of other people not just lawyers Uh, so Bishop Michael Nazarelli, the uh, GAFCON guarantors, the GAFCON primates, uh, many many people have had uh, a chance to look uh, as well as of course the congregations themselves uh, to ensure that that, uh, some of their concerns have been met
0: very good very good what is it what's lee or phil what what has been the reaction from the rank and file from the pews what are they what what's the talk
3: not not everybody in every church has looked through all the detail of these documents but they don't have to Um, and we've from an amy point of view what's been wonderful is to have a certain group of people given the task to in some sense learn some canon law um and and see the importance of actually getting right structure aided by uh, f- from our point of view someone like robert tong who was amazing i mean he wasn't it was it was incredible and um, one to have someone with knowledge and passion for jesus mm. combined with wonderful humility and getting the time difference between the UK and, and and Australia someone who was just after a very long hard day's work was prepared to give in the extra hours out of his own kindness to give to this to this commission project on the other side of the world it, it's we just so we talk a lot about the gospel don't we but we're not just holding out the gospel we're talking about a gospel that is shaping the lives of people robert tong lives a gospel-shaped life. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so he's giving to this little task force. We're then doing this huge consultation project with um, at every single Amy church. Um, the leaderships of the churches are then going through the documents and, um, in detail, giving back their consultation and comments. I'll tell you something, that is a great way that God grows patience in the heart <laughs> and love for the people. Um, so you then have have these proper documents that explain what it means to belong? So just before Christmas, um, the Anglican Commission in England had a convocation assembly, a celebration service that uh, that that was about the the churches that were agreeing to be founding members of this convocation. And every single member of those, um, every every founding member church, the leadership had 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 read through the documents. They knew what it meant to belong and therefore could willingly and honestly and transparently sign a fellowship agreement that says we know what it means to belong and we want to belong so that together we can do this. Mm. You need that sort of thing. So yes, we, we talk about, there are different stages, aren't they? We talk about building the plane as you fly it. And then as you, you've got to have the right direction and so on. Uh, There are going to be people there at the beginning who are quite up for, you know, get in on a plane that you're building when you're flying it. You know, some people are up for that, but there's a lot of people around the world that to be honest, wouldn't join that plane if you're still building it as it takes off. And they kind of want to have something a bit more solid and structured. The great thing is actually having proper input at this stage at each convocation and the network level, it means that as you look around you think, hey, that's, that's substantial, that's good. And it sends, and I, I, I got quite excited by this. I think it sends a signal under God, in His grace in the years to come, it sends a signal of where we want to be. Uh, we don't just want to be a small, little, holy club that kind of circles the wagons and we look within. Uh, we want under God to grow. And so we pray that in the next decades, there won't just be two convocations or two dioceses, but there'll be multiple dioceses within a big province. Mm. And I think this little, this little thing at the moment, as weak and an embryonic as it is, under God, who I, I've said before, is a wonderful track record, doesn't he? Of taking weak and, uh, and, and feeble elements uh, for great purposes. I think under God, we send a signal of where we want to be.
1: I, I think uh, we've got a lot to learn in this in this mm. part of the world from our brothers and sisters around the rest of the world. Mm. Uh, I, I speak a, as an Englishman, uh, and I think we uh, have not always been great at listening and uh, learning from other people. Uh, the communion does not centre around us. Uh, we centre around the Lord, and... Mm. Uh, uh, he uses people with very different experiences and cultural backgrounds uh, that will be very alien to many of us. And one of my privileges to travel uh, as a mission society head to places like Myanmar and things like that, mm.
3: and see and learn from them. And I, I long that we would do the same. Mm. If there's one more thing I can throw in, Ernie, since you've asked, is and this comes out of the the kind of church planting network discussions is reciprocal mission. I, I just think this is something to pray into uh, for GAFCON. So not just the, the learning that can go on f- from someone over here to someone over here, and we do that, and that's wonderful and brilliant, um, but actually the idea of mission from everywhere to every place and the joining together, the mixing it up, I, I think there's potential that can be unleashed throughout the GAFCON world if we really grab hold of reciprocal mission. I don't know how to get it go. I don't know, but it it must be of the Lord as we maybe is another phase of this global fellowship of where we are actively involved in each other's mission homelands. That would be ace. Oh, well,
2: certainly we, we've already benefited from that at the anchor in FOI. Uh, and so GAFCON Global has uh, facilitated a partnership with uh, for us with Tabora Diocese in uh, Tanzania. And uh, that is. Be, uh, proving to be a real joy, encouragement, and challenge for us, and as we seek to uh, partner and support them.
0: Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, it's been a blessing to, it's been an encouragement to, from, to hear from you all. I hope it will be for others around the union. Thank you so much for your time. You have been listening to the Everyday Global Anglicans podcast produced by GAFCON. Please visit GAFCON.org to learn more about the many resources and work of GAFCON as we proclaim Christ faithfully.